Thank you for joining us. We are back. Episode three, season three for Everyday Humanity. We're really glad you're here. As always, we are joined by people that we can't wait to introduce you to. Um, first, I should probably introduce you again to Dennis, though. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank Good. you. I'm supposed hey, that's our camera. I know. Right I, I was advised. <laughs> I was advised that sometimes I look um, all over the place. It's because I'm animated. We talked about this. Um, and that when I wrap up, I often look at the ground. I don't know why that is, but today you guys are going to see me when I like sign off. I'll be looking directly at you all. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. And we're joined this week by um, two of our friends from Heartside Ministries. So Stacy and Nellie, we're really glad you're here. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. It's great to be here. Yeah. Thank you. I think we should start, um, though, Dennis, by explaining to our viewers and listeners the relationship that we have with Heartside. Yeah, absolutely. So Heartside Ministry has been in existence for, I think, about 30 years, 35, right in there. And um, about five years ago, we at Mel Trotter started partnering much more deeply with Heartside Ministry. And um, part of that was just back of the house support. So we started providing uh, some of their IT support, facilities, HR, that sort of thing, just to help them out because they're a much smaller organization and ministry. And then about three years ago, um, their director and their board approached us and said, you know, what if we merged? What would that look like if Heartside Ministry and Mel Trotter merged? And we started thinking, what would that look like and what would the benefits be? And um, we did a lot of meeting and a lot of praying and a lot of discerning. And what we ended up with was that um, the advantage for Heartside Ministry to merge with Mel Trotter was stability, was the ability to keep the incredibly valuable things that they do going. And the advantage for Mel Trotter was um, that we could expand the services that we offer and we could expand the population that we serve. Because the truth is, for a long time, many of the people that went to Heartside were not going to Mel Trotter, and there could be some cross-benefit there. So uh, Heartside Ministry at that time was doing a few things better than anyone. Uh, GED program, art therapy, uh, counseling with, with Pastor Kelly. Uh, and then on every Sunday, they had an ecumenical neighbor-led service, Sunday service, which was really cool. Um, and we at Mel Trotter found great value in that, and we thought a merger would actually help us grow and expand this ministry. So um, two and a half years ago, we merged, and uh, we've gone through a bunch of transition, including moving from the original location on Division to our current home, which is 200 South Division. Um, and most importantly, though, it included just recruiting a dynamic staff team to come in and grow that organization. And Stacy and Nellie are like two of the best of the best. So I'm excited to hear just everything on their heart. Yeah. Speaking of dynamic, I don't even know which one to start with because you guys are both incredibly dynamic. And if you can share with us, though, when you started, I'd love to. I don't even know, Nellie. Has it been how many months or a year? I started in February. Okay. This year. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. And you've, you've been at Heartside the whole time. Can you tell us a little bit about your role there and what you do and just kind of sort of paint a picture for folks who maybe haven't been to Heartside yet? So I am the assistant manager at Heartside, and I take care of some of the administrative. Um, I do like the scheduling. I arrange for like our team meetings with our um, supervisors, um, also like our one-on-ones, our 90-day reviews. I take care of that end of the administrative part, but I like to focus on um, relationships. Um, and it's something that I've really, Salo and I, we've really worked on our staff. We've really, um, we have a great team, um, and it, it hasn't been easy, but 
Um, we've got some really solid people with just a beautiful heart. And um, it's not it's not a job for our team. It's our calling in life um, to assist our guests, to make a difference in their lives, to help them um, move forward. Um, and I, I've just seen some great things happen since I've been there in the short time that I've been there. Um, there's been great improvement, not only within our team and the relationships that they've established with our guests, but also um, with like all of our team members in the different, in different shifts. We, we've really, we're a really tight group of people. Um, we call each other like a work family, right? Mm -hmm. And we all have one goal in common, which is to do our job to the best of our ability in a way that we honor God. So much, Stacy. When did you start? I started in January. Okay, so, so like, not too much not before too, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We started pretty wow, it together. seems longer than that. It does seem yeah. longer than that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I meant that yeah. in a good way. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. No. Seems like forever, forever she's been here. <laughs> no, Oops. but yeah, it has it has flown by, but also it feels much longer. Like with everything that has happened. So I did start right around the time we were transitioning into the new space, mm -hmm. and so. I love it because it didn't feel like I was coming into kind of something that was already happening and we kind of grew together, which was, it was just a blessing, I think. Like coming in um, when Nelly and Sala was just kind of taking over as manager there and just starting with, kind of starting from scratch, really at a new location and with the guests, um, it's been really good. Yeah, so I'm primarily with the advancement team, mm -hmm. so I get to connect with the community, but it has been working there. I've gotten to do a little bit of everything, which is <laughs> fun. So I get to, whether it's sitting down with a guest and just getting to know them, getting to know their story, um, or building things, I kind of like to do that. Mm -hmm. So when we first walked in, I'm a fixer, I'm a two, I wanted to like, I walked in, I'm like, oh my goodness, we gotta, we gotta do some stuff here. Like, how do we make this feel more welcoming? And I remember setting up the corner and one of the guests saying like, are you trying to make this feel like a home away from home? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. I want you to feel welcome here. I want everybody who walks through the door to feel welcome. Um, and so that's kind of why we have the welcome board when you walk in and the plants. Um, so yeah, it's been fun to be able to do that, but then also connecting with the community and really showing them what is continuing to happen at Heartside. So like Dennis said, with the art studio and the counseling and Network 180 coming in and connecting with the guests, like all of those things are still happening and maybe even a little better because of the partnership. Like it is going so well. Um, the art studio is fantastic. We have so many people creating beautiful pieces right now and with Art Prize coming up, a lot of them like creating things and getting excited about sharing their talent with other people. Yeah. Um, and what's really so. cool along those lines, we had, um, an artist there yeah. who is um, for the first 50 people who join our community program, mm -hmm. which is our monthly sustainer program. Yeah. A piece of her art goes to them. Yeah. Right. And so yep. what is her first name again? I, Samantha. Samantha. Yes. yes. It's beautiful. I've seen it's, it. It was in my office for a time. It is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful sunset. So yep. yeah, anybody who yeah. either adds to their already monthly donation or starts donating monthly, mm -hmm. all of that stays at Heartside and they get a piece of it. And she was so excited to create a piece for us for the monthly donor program. So it's been yeah, good. I have a, Beautiful. You guys have seen it. A beautiful piece of art in my office uh, that was created by a guest of Heartside in the 90s. Mm. And he since passed away. He passed away in the late 90s. But it is this beautiful portrait of Jesus. And uh, he has some tears coming down and things like this, which could sound like it's sort of 
depressing. Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm -hmm. And when you get right close to the painting, you see that the face of Jesus is actually faces of guests or neighbors that had been at Heartside. Um, And every time I walk into my office and I see that picture, it just completely grounds me and and reminds me why I'm here. And the talent is just amazing. It really is. So talk a little bit about... um, the people that Heartside serves, because it certainly includes people that are experiencing homelessness, but mm-hmm. it really goes beyond that, too. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know who wants to take it. but yeah, yeah, I mean, it definitely does. So we have people who, whether they have been at Meltrot or been at Heartside, have now moved on, have full-time jobs, have housing, but they want to come back because that's their family. Mm-hmm. Like it really, like Nellie said, it is family, and that's not just among staff. Like it mm-hmm. really it's staff and guests and all together. And so whether it's they come into the art studio and they just hang out there after work or before work, um, we have a whole group of people that come in. So it's not just we only serve the homeless population or we only serve this. It's We really want it to have that community center feel to have people just welcomed in. Community in a living room, which is why yes. you guys are designing it the way you're designing it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and Nellie, so... When you were sharing the things that you do, administration and scheduling and all of that, um, there was something that you didn't mention that I just want to, I want people to hear your heart. And that is the, um, the women's program that you're leading with the Bible studies and things like that. I would love for you just to share um, a little bit about how God put that on your heart and then what is happening in and through that program. We actually have um, a whole week's worth of schedule when it comes to community events now and our guests absolutely love it they participate they look forward to it um our women's group is of course my baby (laughs) but um we have throughout the week um we have praise and worship um on wednesdays we have um we have karaoke one day a week we have bingo one day a week, we have Christian movie night in which the guests are given popcorn and we share a Christian movie with them. And I'm so excited because just last week we kicked off um, our um, prayer group. It's an evening prayer group. And last week, Thursday, was the first time that it was held. It is led by um, one of our intake specialists. Um, And when I looked at the cameras, I was actually very surprised that Um, right from the beginning, being the first week, there were already 12 people joining this prayer group. And it's not all guests. It's also friends of Mm -hmm. guests that have heard of it. And so they've come in and and they've, they're participating in this prayer group, this evening prayer group. So that's exciting. But as far as my women's group, um, so the idea came to me before I came to Mel Trotter. I actually wanted to do uh, to start a book club with my girlfriends. Um, and so I sent out, you know, emails to see who was interested. And I got a group of like five or six women. They were interested and they um, we said, OK, we're going to we're going to start on this date. This is where we're going to meet. Um, we're going to choose the book. And I said, ladies, I would really like to read the Bible. How many of you have read the Bible from beginning to end? Because I know I haven't, right? And so from that sixth group of women, we went down to four. You know, two didn't want to read the Bible. Um, after that, we ended up with three. But I we kept going. 
And then due to work circumstances, they couldn't make it anymore. So I didn't have a book club anymore. I couldn't read the Bible. But I started working at Mel Trotter. And I saw all of these women and I thought, well, this is the perfect place to start a book club and read the Bible with all of these women. And the first day that I first time I met um, Chaplain Martha, I shared this idea with her and she said, that's a vision that I've had for a very long time. And I said, let's get started on this right away. And we did. We started off with a group of about three women. Right now we have, sometimes we have 26 women wow. that join 26. us. 26. 26 women. <laughs> Pretty soon it'll be 66, like the books of yeah. the Bible. 26. <laughs> Going for 40 more. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And Goals. some of these women have now moved on. They have their apartments. They don't, you know, they don't stay with us anymore, but they're there on mm. Thursdays. They join us for um, our women's group. We barbecue at the park with them this past week. We went to um, Frederick Meyer Garden. We took them to Frederick. It's just really a women's friendship circle. Yeah. Um, I just really wanted to target um, women and their need. And just the acceptance um, and the way that they've received it has been such a blessing. Um, and to see how it changes their lives, how they look forward to it, how um, now they're praying mm-hmm. and they're a lot of women, you know, they, they grew up in church. They grew up having faith, but somehow lost their way and, and lost their connection to the Lord. Yeah. And so seeing them come back, it's such a beautiful time when you're first falling in love with Jesus. It's such a beautiful <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. And watching them just experience this love is it makes it all worth it yeah thank you for sharing that well, there go my allergies again. i know this is week two <laughs> weeks in a row that boy the air in here um nelly to hear your heart right and, and heartside has always been a, a place of belonging and community mm-hmm. and hospitality and i that is so clear in what you're sharing with us mm-hmm. and i think what you're saying is that um maybe i think if we back up a second, a lot of folks um, come to us and sort of as a faith-based mission mm-hmm. will think, well, your guests don't have faith. And that's not true. What I heard you say is that many, many people who are at 200 at Heartside and who are at, at Mel Trotter Ministries grew up in the faith, just like many of us did. Mm-hmm. And something along the course of their journey um, hurt them as we all go through. Live enough life, right? We all end up in a situation that we didn't see coming or um, some sort of adversity, mm-hmm. which oftentimes... Yeah leads us away from God. And it's not until people extend the compassion of Jesus and say, you know what, God's been here all along. Mm-hmm. You know what, he still loves you. He never stopped loving you and we love you, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, mm-hmm. I could see you tear up when you saw people uh, and you continue to see people who say, wow, that's true. I've always been loved. I just maybe have not felt it because I've been so down and out. I've been yeah. homeless. I've been left. I've been abandoned. I've been abused, you know, fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to hear more stories from you guys of transformation because I know they happen there every day. Stacey, you have somebody I know that you talked about recently in a letter, right, that you oh. sent to us? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and a big part of that is she came from the women Women's Friendship Circle. Yes. And so that's how I was first connected with her. But to back up just a little bit without, like, the people who are opening up and the people who are transforming, a big part of that is coming from Nellie and the staff and, like, them like going to one of their friendship circles and just sitting in the back and like 
listening to Nellie's vulnerability and her owning her story in front of these guests are helping them own their own stories and open up and own for me to own my own. Like you said, we've all been through stuff, right? Like we've all lived enough life here to, we've all been through it. And so I think that's like the piece that is heart side is that it's, it's real, it's raw. It's like, we're not, we're not showing up as staff pretending we're perfect. We are right there along with you. And, um, the Christ-centeredness. So it's something that I've been, like when I came to Mel Trotter, I came from an organization where we weren't even allowed to pray with people. And it was a place where we desperately needed to. I did anyway, but we weren't supposed to. (laughs) This does not surprise me. (laughs) Of course I did, but wasn't supposed to. But like to come into an organization, and it's something I was even looking at the wall in the cafeteria of like Christ-centeredness and what does that mean here at Mel Trotter and what does it mean at Heartside? And it really feels like you see... Christ in all of them. And it sounds like a cliche, but like the more, like it's already there. Like, and so to really let them know, like we see you, like, it's not just a, we're a mission. We're here to help you come in. You need us. It really feels more like a two way street of let's do this together. And I really think that's what the women's friendship circle and why it's growing and why we'll get to that 66 soon, because it's like, it's that raw, like, oh, I'm welcome here. I don't have to, like, and if I'm not feeling it, great. I'm going to just sit in the back and soak it all in. Yeah, and there's that's no judgment. Really, there's no judgment. That's, like, yep. whatever you need today, you do that. And so it's it's really good. So I don't remember what your question was, but, like. <laughs> you were going to share the story about the, yes, the lady. Yes, yes. So, um, and even hearing her story is fantastic. So she's part of the Women's Friendship Circle, and she is an amazing woman. And the first thing she said to me was one of starting her story off was her first memory of family was her dad telling her or her mom telling her, you look too much like your dad. You can't stay. So like that, having that first memory of like, this is what family is. This is what it means. And I'm being rejected in her whole story of the trauma and everything she went through, but she never lost her heart somehow along the way. Like she is the most compassionate, loving human being that walks in those doors. Like if you see her, She's got a smile on her face. Like she's always saying hi to people. She compliments everybody who walks by. Like she wants to make them feel loved and welcome as they come in. And just to see her journey and to not let go of that and her perseverance and like wanting to keep going is just, it's inspiring really. Like, and that's just one of them to like that path of where you started and, um, for me, and I think it's hit home, is that I've there's also women in the group who have talked to me, and so many of them come from domestic violence and the history of that and how to keep going. And I think back to my own story of it could have been me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't have parents that didn't give up on me, mm-hmm. it would have been me. Yes. And so it's yeah. just like that one. So yes. that was another thing. When we started, when I first started at Mel Trotter, you know, you don't run out of money. You run out of relationships. And thankfully, I hadn't. But that's all it is. That's the only yes. difference between me and so many of the women that come through the door. And so it's, it's just good. Like it, I don't yeah. know how to explain it. They did just, a great job. Yeah. It's just good. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I want to go back to go forward a minute um, and unpack this, this faith piece a little bit more because, um, you know, for, for a long time and still people will say, well, you can't force faith onto someone. Mm-hmm. And they're absolutely right. We would agree with that. You can't force faith. You can't force faith activities. If you do, they won't be successful. 
Um, and, and Mel Trotter Heartside, we don't. We don't mm-hmm. force anyone toward faith. We don't force anyone in any faith activities. But then there's also people that take it a next step and go, well, not only should you not force faith, but you shouldn't do anything with faith. And, you know, when I'm listening to you guys tell these stories, I'm going, I want the people that think that and believe that to listen to these stories, because if we really value people, if we really value the journey that they are on and their desires of their heart, so many people are longing for faith. I I remember one time several years ago, eight or nine years ago, we were um, renovating the chapel at Mel Trotter and we had, we had to close the chapel for like six months. So no, no services for six months. Um, I can't tell you how many guests at Mel Trotter came and said, can we please go have a service in the park? Can we do it in the cafeteria? We miss it. Why? Well, because people are longing for that, right? Nellie, I think you, you nailed it, right? Everyone is made in the image of God. And so many people did grow up in the faith and God never walked away from them. And whether they intentionally meant to or not, experience helped lead them away from God. And our job, we're broken people that are walking alongside the guests that we get called to serve to help them discover what is true for them, the light, hope, salvation, love of God, and discover it for ourselves at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? And rediscover it. So it, I think it's just so important for, for even our listeners to understand that um, faith isn't forced, but faith is something that the vast majority of our guests deeply want to move forward in. They just, many of them just don't think they're of value enough to do that. How could God love me? Of course, God loves the three of you. Look at you guys, right? But how could he love me? But he does, right? So just so thankful for, for everything that you guys do. I know I want more stories too. Yeah. They're, you guys are filled with them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the underlying theme of all of the stories is that um, there's not a lot of difference, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's opening up and sharing our stories with vulnerability and transparency mm-hmm. and trust, mm-hmm. right? So that the guests will say, wow, you, you maybe do understand me a little more than I thought you might understand me. Mm-hmm. Um, because to Dennis's point, people sometimes just see an exterior and think they don't get it, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're not homeless, so they don't understand and you say, well, but let me let me unpack a little bit about what I've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see where we can just um, sort of meet with that universal truth of being human, mm-hmm. right? And, and thinking that we aren't worthy, um, having those negative thoughts in our head to say, well, I must not deserve any happiness or love or joy because this person told me otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just for somebody to show up and say, I see you. You said mm-hmm. it earlier. Somebody said, I see you. We see you. It's so important, mm-hmm. so important to be known. To and be you're known. welcome, right? Yes. You're welcome here. Because yeah. are you trying to make this feel like home? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, in the community, uh, Heartside sits on Division, South Division. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, at times, South Division can be populated with uh, a lot of people. Some of them are experiencing homelessness. Some of them live uh, in one of the housing developments on South Division and they sort of congregate outside. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be negative in the eyes of the community. Maybe it's the business community or the people that come downtown. Um, And sometimes, I don't think people intentionally mean to do harm, but sometimes people uh, look at that and they blame the people that we serve or the people that are out there. uh, And they sort of try to 
vilify them in some ways. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear from you guys just um, how you feel those that we serve and those that live in Heartside actually add value to the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, because there, you know, there's a contingent out there that goes, if we could just move all of these people mm -hmm. a couple of miles down the road, mm -hmm. but I would argue that then our community would be missing something. Mm -hmm. But so I, I, I don't know where the question is in there, but I'd love yeah. to hear your hearts on that. Yeah, I can just say, even a couple of weeks ago, I parked, we parked on Division. We were walking downtown to a festival at Rosa Park Circle and there are groups and I would challenge those people. Have you ever just said hi? Like it's, it, like I walk down with my kids and a lot of them know me by name now. And they're like, Stacy, <laughs> what are you doing? You work? No, I'm not working. Like whatever. Hi. And like, it's just good for like, to just say hi. Like my kids saying hi and they're no different than they're just people hanging out on the street. Like any other group of people walking down the street. I, it, I think it's just that challenge of looking at them. Like they're anybody else. I, yeah. I don't know. I, it's just a beautiful thing to, it's all about relationship. Mm -hmm. Like it really is. It's like building that relationship and just, yeah. I don't know. I would say our guests um, at Heartside, they pretty much, they, they feel like the space belongs to them. They take pride yes. in keeping it clean. They take pride in protecting it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we have a lot of guests. Um, we have one of our intake specialists that really likes to keep the windows clean, and he's always <laughs> ordering new squeegees <laughs> to clean the windows. And we always have uh, our guests outside with him volunteering. Um, they help pick up, you know, any trash that's thrown um, outside. They're really protective of, of their space there um, because they feel comfortable. They, they've basically kind of owned it. You know, um, and it's something not only that they do outside, but it's also inside. Um, that didn't happen overnight. That came with building relationships. That came with um, making them feel welcomed and making them feel comfortable. And then they started to take pride in, you know, just their area. Um, it doesn't mean that it never happens and we never have any trash to collect mm -hmm. and pick up, but our regulars there at Heartside, um, they, they are really good about wanting to keep our outside clean. They're very helpful with that. Mm -hmm. And I, it, when I walk outside, because now I'm back and forth from 225 frequently, and I'll talk to them when they're outside. And if they see me bend over to pick up, a, no, 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 don't touch that. Don't touch that. I've got it. I'll get it. I'll, I'll pick it up for you. So, um, you know, they... That's that's really something that that we appreciate from them as well. Yeah. They're very helpful. I, I love the part where you say it's not always perfect because um, my daughter now is on her own and she's 25. But let me tell you, when she was a teenager, <laughs> I, I was really afraid to go into her room in my own home. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, I need a hazmat suit to walk in here yeah. because there were water bottles everywhere. So it there was is hope. There is hope. Yes, okay. there is hope. There is hope. But my point not is for a long time. Oh, oh, my goodness. I was like, this is right. But it's home. Yeah. It's home. And so I think what we need to remember and remind mm -hmm. is that these are people who typically do not have homes, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody, as we've established, but certainly some of the people at Heartside are homeless. They're mm -hmm. experiencing homelessness, mm -hmm. which means they don't have a home like my teenage daughter did mm -hmm. to, to feel comfortable enough in mm -hmm. to put their stuff. Yeah. Um, and along those lines, let's talk a little bit about storage and the storage that we do with the city, because I think that's mm -hmm. hugely important um, for yeah. the guests that, that are there. Yeah. How many are we up to now? 
Uh, right now, we have about 156 mm-hmm. long-term wow. um, storage bins. My understanding is that we will soon be having about 60 more mm-hmm. that will be um, brought in. That's actually a service that they really appreciate because they don't have to walk around all day carrying their stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Their closet. It that is. is their closet. Yeah. That's it, it right. Really it is. And this was a beautiful yes. partnership uh, with the city of Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. right? The city of Grand Rapids came to us and, and said, you know, I know you're seeing what we're seeing. We're seeing people that have all of their stuff in a cart or they're trying to carry it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to figure this out. And the city of Grand Rapids said, you know, if we help, could we create a storage space at Heartside? And I didn't know we were up to 150 or 160. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 60 more. And that's mm-hmm. so amazing because, mm-hmm. again, I, I love closet. I've mm-hmm. never thought of that, Stacey, yeah. but you're right. In mm-hmm. some ways, it's a closet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I take my closets for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we all do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what else have we not asked you about that you would like to share with our listeners and viewers about Heartside? Some of the other services that we have uh, for our guests, we also have uh, mail service. Mm-hmm. So um, they're able to receive their mail there. We do have, um, we, we have mail service twice a day, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, um, and they really appreciate that. Um, uh, we have the triage, our triage specialists are up there. Um, I think Sundays is the only day that they're not scheduled there. And they're really good at working with um, our guests, as far as helping them with housing, filling out any type of applications that they need, um, and also our our um, intake staff are are good at at assisting. Um, they they really go that extra step to help you know our guests. Anything they need done, sometimes you know we take for granted. I know how to make a phone call and and set up this card, or I know how to you know, and they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our intake specialists and our triage specialists are always there to assist them with that as well. So that's something they appreciate. We help them. Sometimes they need to set up doctor's appointments. They need to, um, you know, things like that, that, mm-hmm. that our, um, our staff is able to assist them with or even triage. Um, that's something we, we help them with as well. Mm-hmm. So. And we have the phone rooms we now, have the phone so booth. that guests yep. have their own space to go yep. make phone calls if needed or whatever they need. And laundry too, right? Oh yeah, yep, yep. We yep. don't have laundry for guests. Yeah, we're working. Well, yeah, we're working on that. Working yeah. toward that. Right yes. now, with overnight, we primarily wash the laundry from the overnight linen. right now. But right. Yep. yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So services that we all have, like we talked about, that we have mm-hmm. closets and mail and storage and things that everyday humanity deserves, mm-hmm. right? Right, yeah. and and. Um, you know, I was, I was sitting here thinking and listening, and the two words that kept coming to mind are the same two words that uh, Heartside was founded upon all those years ago. Radical hospitality, right? Radical hospitality. And in my opinion, I think, and I know Beth join, uh, joins me in this, um, you two and the whole team over there have taken radical hospitality that was so important at Heartside, and you have brought it to an even different level. And we are so blessed to have you guys and our staff um, that are demonstrating radical hospitality, which is the same as demonstrating the compassion of Christ toward every single person that walks in. That's how we're going to change the world, right? That's how we're going to change the world. Um, so I'm so grateful for you. So I do have this question for both of you. Tell us a little bit about you guys outside of work, like your family, hobbies. 
Gosh, I got four kids that are just, you know, all spectrums right now. So yeah, yes, from teenager to, to yeah. preschool and yep. boys in football right now. So just, yeah, we're doing a lot of that. But yeah, I like to build. So that's why I brought that yep. into Heartside a little bit. And then just, yeah, camping. We do a lot of camping. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. It's good. Yeah. Very cool. My children are, I have a 19-year-old and a 29-year-old. Wow. Um, I have three granddaughters, two live in Texas, one lives here. I spend most of my time with her. She's the sweetest thing. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that is really, uh, my kids don't really go out with me anymore. They don't like to spend a whole lot of time with mom. So I don't mind working overtime (laughs) for that reason. Yeah, literally my daughter said to me, I I have between the hours of 4 and 6 p.m. in like two weeks. I thought, you're you're penciling me in. This is what's happening. She's penciling me in. Wow. I, I, you know, I get it. Yeah. Busy lives. <laughs> Busy lives. Uh-huh. But in part of me, like, wants a grandbaby like this, but yeah. I understand how that would have to happen. So I'm on the fence. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah but Hopefully that'll end up yeah. on the cutting room yeah. floor. No. <laughs> Everyday humanity. You Everyday guys, humanity. Right. we honestly can't thank you enough. This has been, um, we work together every day and yeah. we are one organization and we partner together and we do all of these things together. And yet to hear you in a space mm-hmm. still is um, refreshing and just provides mm-hmm. me a lot of personal motivation and thanks. Cause like I know cognitively, but to hear you and to see you, it's just really special. So thank you for yeah. being here. Yeah. yeah. And as a reminder to our viewers and guests, you can see me looking at the camera. <laughs> um, if you would like to take a tour of Heartside, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Stacy, Nellie, everybody, we are Absolutely. welcome. I mean, yeah. anytime, let us know if you want to come in and, and volunteer. Um, I don't know about karaoke. You guys have volunteers for karaoke oh, yeah. night. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to come sing though. You yeah. come, come and sing. Karaoke is Thursdays at noon. Thursdays or one? at one thirty. One Thursdays okay. at one. It's a good time. Yeah, it's great. But yeah. we have all kinds of volunteer opportunities at yes. whether at two hundred or at two two five. We're happy to welcome you in. Thank you, as always, for joining us here each and every week on Everyday Humanity, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.